0: back everybody it is 2020 and we are back the dallas power hour is here and ready to talk some football no i'm just kidding today we're gonna go with some basketball and you know as always we are always presented by dallas sports nations of Wegren enterprises
1: enhancing your fan sports experience coming from you coming to you from the dfw we have the mavericks we got the cowboys we got the rangers got the stars we have everything for you in the city of dallas the greatest city in the US, unless you don't live in Dallas, then you obviously think then your city will be the greatest. But it's not, it's the
0: DFW. We got you. But today we got some mass RDA, what do we got on the docket? Man, we got a little bit of everything. Obviously the trade deadline has come and gone just like that in the blink of an eye. Most of the season has already started to come to an end. So we're running down the final stretch here. We're about to reach the all-star break. That's gonna be fun. Luca's in there. But we're gonna talk a little bit about Luca and his health issues. Will that be a problem for the Mavericks? We'll talk about that a little bit down the line. Some KP. Man, you know what? He's finally showing why he's the unicorn, why he got paid what he got paid, and why his man can truly do damage. Plus, the Mavericks did make a trade. It wasn't at the deadline, but they made one nonetheless. So we'll be talking through that. The rest of the conference, how these guys are going to stack up here within the next few weeks, because there is a group of guys that, well, a group of teams, they're actually very bunched together. And it's not a very good bunch for Dallas to be in the mix with these guys. So hopefully somebody can start showing up, showing out, and making things happen. So we'll get into a little bit of everything here with the Dallas Mavericks. And with that, we get started. First of all, we're going to kick things off, or I guess tip things off today. Get it? uh uh-huh. I see what you
1: did I, I see what you did <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Man, I'm hilarious. If not, you know what? Don't, don't judge me, man. I think I'm funny. But anyways, we're going to start things off with a little bit of some Luka Doncic. I love this guy, personally. When he was drafted here, I didn't I didn't think he'd be this great, even though he has been very fun to watch. The man can do it all. But out of all this, Jay, uh, as my boy JP always says right here, JC, what do you got to say about Luka Doncic's health? Because KP just suffered that injury, but Luka Doncic, I mean, he's been up and down all season.
1: I mean, you really have to wonder if he's going to be healthy for a full season anytime soon, this is second ankle injury. I mean originally he was supposed to miss six games. I mean we haven't hasn't come to six games yet. he's still resting. We want him to be good by the all star break if he's not one hundred percent healthy by the all star break you need to be you need to sit him down through the break, get him that extra rest, and you have to let him know he can't play in the all star game because now this is a team with playoff aspirations. you have a team that is I mean, top four, top five easily in the NBA, NBA when both Chris Stapps and Luka are healthy. Chris Stapps with the broken nose right now, but he had back-to-back 30-point games before, I mean, the game not against the Wizards didn't come close to his output in those two games. But nonetheless, Luka, long-term, you have to wonder, will his ankles hold up? Remember, Steph Curry in the early stages of his career had, had surgery on both ankles you know, I mean, over time he got used to it. Now all of a sudden, look, Steph Curry's MVP, He's MVP of the league, two-time world champion. But none, oh, champion. three times? Oh, three times. Excuse me. Three two-time times is KD. Two times was KD. That's right. He he piggybacked. Anyways, you jerk. <laughs> <he>, you know, <laughs> KD went to Texas. Whatever. That's that's the only thing good about. I'll say KD yeah, right now. That
0: sounds But right.
1: but Steph, three-time world champion after his ankle surgeries, and Luca has been lucky enough not to have ankle surgery. And that and that's where it's coming down to because this is second ankle injury in December he missed four games. Right now six games. Carlisle said he missed six games. We're still waiting. And right now the Mavericks have seen the the entire team really step up. You've seen Chris Stapps playing like the unicorn, like you just said. Silver's broken nose against this uh, in the game against Memphis. Memphis really is an average team. You, I mean, you really want to see them pull off games against like that against teams like that. But nonetheless, Kristaps thirty-two points. Nonetheless. And you really have to hope that Luca's healthy. Yeah, When he comes back, can he stay healthy through the rest of the season, through the playoffs? Because the ceiling for this team is maybe a four or five seed, especially if everybody's healthy. But do you think they can stay healthy? Everybody.
0: Man, see, that that's where you get a little bit tougher because, obviously, we've seen KP go down with some injuries. We just talked about how poor Doncic has been uh, dreaded with two ankle injuries th- just this season alone. So – for everyone to stay healthy, that, that's a miracle right here. I mean, you would think that as great as these guys are, they would maybe take care of their bodies a little bit better. I'm hoping that they put like these extreme tape braces on Luka so that nothing, he stops rolling his ankles because it was at practice. It wasn't even during the game. So you know what, Allen Iverson, practice does matter. We just saw Luca go down, all <laughs> right? I'm, it's just practice. Shut up, AI. I, I still love you though, man. If you are somehow listening to this, I'm sorry. I want no smoke. You, you, RDA said he no. will fight you on Facebook Live. Neg- Again, okay, if, if it's on Facebook Live, I mean, it'll help us get more likes. Yeah, okay, all right. Sure, AI, me and you, buddy, but uh, no guns and uh, none of that because I know you're about that life, and uh, I am not. So back to this team stay healthy. To me, I, I don't see it. It's, there's always one person or another between either Luca or KP. It's hard to get these guys both on the court for a, a long period of time. When they have been playing together, Luca starts draining everything. I mean, he's been playing phenomenal. Having KP on the floor with him is a big help. But KP has definitely shined even greater while Luca has been down. And that's one thing that these two guys had to click a little bit better. There has to be a little bit more give and go between them both. Start getting their chemistry. Because like I said earlier on the show, one thing that we're about to talk about here, there are some teams that are bunched together. And this is a bunch that you don't want to be in the mix with, especially when the playoffs are starting to wind down. The All-Star break is about to uh, be here, so everything's about to start becoming a lot more intense. You, you need to start pulling away from someone to get a better matchup because as of right now, the Mavericks are in the seventh seed. They'll be looking to play the L.A. Clippers, which I don't think the Mavericks can hold out very long against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and the rest of those cats. But they
1: can beat the Lakers. They beat the Lakers. Yeah. So it's like you can beat the Lakers, but you can't beat the Clippers. It's yeah. one of the two. But I want to I wanna shine on, on a couple other players too. Jalen Brunson.
0: Oh, I love that guy. Even yeah. though he's an Eagles
1: fan, schmuck. It's, a, it's okay. We're not talking about that right now. Right. You know what? KP's a Redskins fan. We are gonna have to circle back to this. We are gonna have to circle back to this. You think but there's it, a Giants fan in the team. That would be insane, and we're gonna have to trade all three of them. Yeah, you know, easily. You know what? We're trading all of you guys. You're all dead. Sir. There you go. No, Jalen Brunson. Uh, two out of the last three games over twenty points. Twenty-seven against Atlanta when they when KP sat. And then um, in the Memphis game, he had 20 points. Jalen Brunson coming off the bench is really, really good. I I, I really like the style of his play. He he reminds me of, he's just a left-handed J.J. Barea. Yep. Just a little bit better, but he comes off the bench. He makes plays when you need it. In clutch minutes, he really came
0: through again in the game against Atlanta. I personally love Jalen Brunson. He was a second-round pick and a a big, big win for the Mavericks. But... And and this is me looking into the future, all right? Obviously, he's been here now a couple of years. Rick Carlisle loves him. But the fact that, like you said, in the last uh, two of the last three games, he's put up very good stats. When he's given his shot, Jalen Brunson has shown that he's a, a very quality basketball player here in the NBA. So with that being said, again, me looking into the future, I have no idea. I have zero ties to the Mavericks or if it'll happen or not. But I think by next year's trade deadline... Jalen Brunson will not be a Dallas Maverick anymore. Whoa. I think he will, as much as I love him, and I want him here forever for the for his whole life and his whole career, even though he's an Eagles fan, I do want him here. So the one thing I am looking forward to seeing, though, is how the Mavericks will move him. Because if they don't, then yes, they'll have a cheap player for the rest of that season. But when his contract ends, I don't think that's one that the Ma- this Mavericks team is going to want to pay. And especially someone like Jalen Brunson that knows... Maybe, you know what, I'll go to a bad team and just go get my money. Because he's a second-round pick, so the big money has yet to land in his pocket. Once he gets that chance, Jalen Brunson doesn't strike me as the kind of guy to turn that down. So I I think he's going to choose the money. So next year, again, next year's trade deadline, I just I personally don't see Jalen Brunson being on this team.
1: Man. I guess I can agree with that. I guess maybe I don't want him to leave. Me because, either. Because I he's, that guy. he's a great—he's a great piece. He's a great man. You would consider him as a six-man on the team, easily. Easily. I mean, probably the best bench player you got. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, other really, depending on the skill set you're looking at. But let's go to the Tim Hardaway thing. Let's go to Tim Hardaway because remember he came in with the deal with Chris Daps and everybody was like, "What's well, the salary done for the Knicks?" and Obviously, this trade has really worked out in the math favor.
0: Amazing. He's third in points on the team so far. He's third
1: in points is the third best scorer on your team. You, I mean, you have everybody else. You're talking about Jalen Brunson. We just talked about Tim Hardaway, Dorian Finney-Smith. And before that, Dwight Powell, too. You know, you have all these pieces on this team. But the one that stands out most right now is Tim Hardaway. He's able to pick up the slack where you need it. He's a scorer. He can move the ball a little bit. And it's just one of those things. He's being able to shoot the three a lot better. Over the past few games, he's shot over 40% from three-point. I mean, he's hitting 43% 43 from three-point range, and he's getting it done. He really is. And right now with Luka out, you're asking more players to step up here and there. Seth Curry, another bench player who's really stepping up as well. We really have the better Curry right now. We have the better Curry right now. The other Curry can't even play. He can't even stay healthy. Yeah, so
0: who wants
1: that shit? Who wants that? Who wants that, that? Who wants that I mean, guy? Said that? Like <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> but really the three point game has really stepped up. And Luca really kinda ineffective from the three point. As much as you would think, I mean, he's really, really good. Everybody loves Luca. But he takes a lot of high I mean, high risk three point shots that really don't go in. But when he the I guess the ones that you know he makes, he will make. The right the wide open shots, you know, the quick release. But the thing about Luka is he gets everybody else involved, and that's what you're really missing from this team.
0: Uh, he currently leads – well, Luca Doncic, he currently leads him in points, rebounds, and assists in all three categories. That To me, it's kind of weird that he leads the team in rebounds over KP. So, But I guess that just speaks to his hustle out there. Luca Doncic, do your thing, my guy. One of the guys that I want to touch on is uh, Dodo. If you guys don't know who that is, I didn't nickname him. That was uh, somebody else. But that's uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Pretty cheap on the Dallas Mavericks, and as much as people dislike him, he's great value because, again, his contract is not that big. You get a very good deal. He's currently fifth in points as of today, third in rebounds, and fourth in steals. Dorian Finney-Smith, again, this Dodo man knows how to basketball for someone that is making so little. Many people, for some reason, expect him to be the third guy on this team, fourth guy, but he's a very, very good role player. This kid right here will will be a very big key for the Mavericks, especially whenever it comes down to Luca's big contract in the future, if he's still around. But I'm talking about Dorian Finney Smith, not, not Luca, because Luca will definitely be here. I would almost bet my entire yearly salary on it. But, you know, you never know. He actually might leave. That, that, that's a different story. Anyways, so Dodo has been very decent for this team. He's not he's not a great player. He's nothing phenomenal to watch. Definitely not someone that everyone keeps their eye on. But he does do the little things right. And if you guys, if you get enough consistent guys out there, that's how this Maverick team becomes very successful. Because Rick Carlisle knows exactly who to move and when to move them. And if Dorian's out there doing his thing, leave the man out there, play some decent defense, get the ball, and you know what? Turn back on the opposite side and go get you the points that have led him to fifth scoring on this team. I mean, he's hitting 38% from three point range. So, so. When he gets the ball, it's
1: not like he's completely ineffective. Luka's hitting 32% from three-point range. Dang. Consider it. Seth Curry's hitting over 40%. We just talked about Tim Hardaway hitting over 40%. And now you're talking about Dorian Finney. That's three players right out, the, right there at the gate who's hitting more three points than you know Luka. But that's the thing about Luka. You don't need Luka to hit the threes. You no. really don't. You use Luka to get them the ball. You get them the ball. And see, that that's what I think contributes to... His angles being hurt because the style of play that Luca plays is he he's a close range player. He gets he gets the ball in the tight spaces and he moves the ball around. And you know he does a lot of cuts in and out, a lot of dribble moves, and I mean a lot of swing passes. So Luca Luca is really always on the move. For somebody that looks super unathletic, Luca is very very athletic for a Euro style player.
0: Oh, very true. You know what? I'm no one to speak on, this, especially the way. Luka is built, but you're right. He's not the most athletic-looking guy. If you see him, I mean, you would think this guy is a very great uh, cook somewhere at Papadose. He just doesn't look like he'd be great at basketball the way he plays. But the fact that he is, I mean, that that speaks very great to somebody that knows how to control his body. Even though he's not the most athletic-looking guy, he definitely makes plays that'll make top tens on uh, Sports Center almost on a weekly basis. And that's where everyone thinks. You know what? Lucas should have a higher percentage at the three-point line. But he's not always just shooting threes. He gets a lot of those buckets by driving into the paint, getting those mid-range shots that are, are starting to become a rarity in the NBA. Everybody's either taking those three-point deep shots or uh, layups and dunks. Almost that, that mid-game range has has definitely gone down over the last about 10 years in the NBA. But Luka somehow is still able to land those shots, make things happen when they're supposed to be. And that, that's just the greatness of having Luka Doncic around. He can do a little bit of everything. Like you said, JC, he gets the ball in the perfect spots for these guys to be able to pull up on a three and get the Mavericks' these Ws. But now let's let's go real quick. We're going to go into the trade because the Mavericks, obviously, they didn't make a trade at the trade deadline, but they made two trades prior to that. The one that started everything, they kicked things off, were the Mavericks sending their 45th overall pick from this last draft, Isaiah Roby. They drafted him in 2019 at the Pick 45, like I just mentioned, and they sent him out for Justin Patton. Even though Justin Patton has three years in the G League I, I, and some cash considerations from the Oklahoma City Thunder, but you would have thought that Justin Patton maybe would have came in here to also join the D League for the Mavs, but once he got here, they just waived him. They ended up making room for, Collie, um, for another trade, and that's where they got Willie Cauley-Stein. Or Steen. I'm not sure how you say his last name. Stein. Stein. I mean, that just sounds cool. Callie Stein. If anyone doesn't know who Willie Callie Stein is, by the way, just look him up. He's a very, very scary looking guy. JC and I were just talking about it earlier. I mean, he looks like the kind of guy that'll rob you somewhere like off of Loop 12 in Singleton here in the Dallas area. (laughs) And then KP looks like the guy that'll come ask you, are you okay afterwards? So these guys are completely different whenever you see them like visually. Just complete opposites. KP's a very nice looking guy. And then you get Willie Cauley Stein that just looks like a guy that, honestly, I mean, I'd be afraid of. Like, I would definitely want zero smoke from him. I would probably fight about maybe like half the league before I test my luck at that dude if I ever had to fight him. But that's, that's good that he's a married. Anyways, in 2015, he was the number six overall pick. So even though he wasn't having the greatest year for the Warriors, he knows how to play fo- uh, basketball. All right? He does his thing. For the Warriors, in 41 games, he was averaging 61% from the free throw line, one block, and a steal for the Warriors. And now that he's landed with the Mavericks, yes, he hasn't had a big game by any means. But against the Hawks a couple days ago, he had one block, two steals, and 10 rebounds in 26 minutes. That was a game that you talked about earlier, JC, where they sat KP. So whenever he gets his chances, he does make things happen. And I am going Way out of my comfort zone here and way out of balance, you know, for some people out there. But I think this is the kind of trade that could help the Dallas Mavericks in a very big way because you get a guy that's physical. He definitely wants smoke from anybody. He's not a punk. If you want that heat, you can come get it. Step in there, and I guarantee you this man will put that shoulder on you. He's going to put that hand in your face, and you're going to earn those points one way or another. Willie Colley Stein has the looks to me. Again, to me. He has it looks like this guy could be a potential, and again, I'm not saying he will be as great as this man, but I think he could be a potential Tyson Chandler kind of a man for this Dallas Mavericks team. You're right, completely right. I mean, as long as everything works, as
1: long as everybody stays healthy, this could really come into effect. Willie collin could be really solid. He changes shots. He changed, I mean, he gets the rebounds. He really gives you the chance at those second chance points, which is huge. Um, We were talking about KP earlier. We've seen... Chris Tapp's struggle. We've seen this team work without Luka. Obviously, this team is better with Luka and KP healthy. We, we know this. We know this. But the back end of the season could be really, really fun. There's an article on Dallas Sports Nation by one of our very own guys um, talking about KP and Luka. It's, t- it's called, um, what was the name of it? Luka, Magic, and the Unicorn. Really talking about how will how well Luka and KP work together on the court and how Przingis really is trying to play like the player that we just traded for last season, obviously we gave up a lot i mean hitting thirty eight percent from three point range over the past few games since january thirty first really he's hitting thirty eight percent from three point range, which is really really good. It seems like the load eventually will wear on k p because he is he is over seven foot he has had knee problems in the past you wanna you want him to be healthy for the rest of the season the back to backs we've seen him sit you know a couple of back to backs. But over time, you if you don't have Luca, you need him to play. You absolutely need him to play because uh, if you don't have Luca and KP in the game, this this team is not a threat. It doesn't have any true threat or number one shooters on the team. Like we just went over K uh Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway, but neither one of those guys can be a number one for a team. You need KP to stay healthy. I mean, outside of a, I mean, he had a huge game in Portland back in January. He went from like eight for. Th- eight for 12 um you know from three-point range he I mean he had a crazy good game but after that he shot just 21 percent you know from three-point range since January 8th and and obviously since January 31st he's actually picked it up but all of January it was been really rough for him with Luka back it'll help him take the load off Chris shoulders and that's what he was missing in New York he didn't have a Luka to help him out Luca is here, but Luca's not healthy, and this is where the biggest question of the Mavericks comes in. What is their ceiling if everybody stays healthy? What is the ceiling
0: with with, with everyone healthy? I mean, obviously, this team we've seen them reach up to the second seed, so we definitely can see some very great things for this Mavericks team. And like you said about KP, once in the, playing the back-to-back games, that's rough for someone that's seven foot tall, but This is where I think the Willie Cauley-Stein trade is going to be a very big help to this man. Once, like I said earlier, when they played the Hawks and they sat KP, uh, Cauley-Stein actually had a very good game, all right? He he wasn't excellent by any means, but he's still brand new to the team. He's getting used to everybody, and there was no Luka. So once Luka gets back, I think they're going to be able to rest KP a little bit more before they start reaching the playoffs. One, that'll get Cauley-Stein a lot better um, chemistry with the rest of his teammates, With guys like Luka once he's back. Two, that'll give KP rest. You have less of a risk of him getting injured and a better chance of having him in the playoffs. Whatever, you'll be facing teams like the Rockets, Memphis, or the rest of those guys out there. Maybe you somehow get bad luck and you face a team like the Clippers. But either way, I mean, there's just plenty of people. When you face a team like Denver and they got the Joker out there, yes, having KP is very big. But you need a man like Colley Stein to get in there and punch him square in the mouth one time. Whoa, 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 whoa. This this not yeah. boxing? What? Not boxing? Oh, maybe elbows. I'm sorry. That's how we do things around here. But one thing about Colley Stein, like I said, he will definitely change the dynamic of this team. He gives you someone that's going to check somebody. Someone that, like I said, when you get into the perimeter, you're going to fear walking in there because he will definitely get on that. And again, KP's health will ve- very much benefit from this because he, he could play a lot less. And the Dallas Mavericks will still have a big man out there to go get the rebounds and help out Luca get some points. So one way or another, this Kali Stein trade will actually be very big for the Mavericks this year. The bad part is he has a player option next year that only pays him 2.3, which more than likely he'll opt out of. Because for the last two years, he's averaged double-digit points. He has eight eight rebounds and uh, on average with over two assists. So he's, he's put together two pretty good years back in Sacramento in 2017 and eighteen. And this year, it's gone a little bit down for him. But I think with Rick Carlisle, he could definitely start using him to the best of his potential. They could start getting back into the groove. And one way or another, I see this Dice Maverick team finishing somewhere. I would say maybe like fourth, maybe fifth in the standings because there, there is a lot of tough teams. Within themselves, there's a lot of teams, like I said earlier. There's teams that are bunched together that you do not want to get bunched up with. And this is where it gets very bad for the Mavericks. It's the Mavericks. The Rockets, the Jazz, and the Thunder—four teams that are all right there between seeds four through I think seven. These guys are fighting, all within a game or two of each other. And then the Rockets actually just made a trade where they gave away Capella. They gave—they got smaller, but you know what? They probably get a bit, more, a bit more points. Something that they just want to go out and score everybody. They said screw defense. That are, that, that, that's a one way to go. We'll see if it nah, pans out. Re-
1: they really won't play any more defense. None. Right now, the Mavericks are only two games behind the Rockets. Right now, the Mavs are in. in you know, they have the seventh seed. And then if the playoffs started today, we will play against the Clippers. And obviously, we know how that'll turn out. Especially if especially with, with no Luca. Especially with no Luca. And you know, with Luca, it's still going to be a, a struggle. I mean, they'll really give whoever they play in the first round a really a run for the money. Especially if they end up in the bottom seeds. But if they end up in, you know, say if they take the four seed, let let's work down the season. We'll see who we'll see what happens. If they ended up in the fourth seed, they play against they play they would play against Utah with Donovan Mitchell, and I mean it, it would be that would be a series to watch. It would be two about equally matched teams going at it back and forth. Um, let's say Houston drops to number six, and you know the Mavs stay at number. Was that no, the
0: Ma- I mean, they're four and five.
1: Let's say the Mavericks and Houston are four and five. Who would you take in that series, Houston or the Mavericks? As of right now,
0: I, I, at first, honestly, I, I would lean more to the Rockets because I think that chemistry between Westbrook and Harden will be better by then. But with no Capella in there, I mean, God, I, I could see Luca finishing with another 40-burger in there. And if you have KP shooting the lights out from the outside, you, you have a very good chance.
1: And then the Thunder—they're actually doing a lot better than a lot of people realize. Oh they're, man, they're, they're thirty-one that. and twenty. They have the six seed, and really, who's on that team? Chris Paul, and who? Can you name anybody else? They have one guy. His <laughs> name
0: is extremely hard to pronounce. Let me look it up real fast because it is—it is tough for me to pronounce. It, it, I think his initials are SGA. Shy Shy Alexander.
1: See, it's hard to pronounce. I know you did not want to look it. Nobody knows how to say. It's Shay, shy, Shay, shy, but yeah, it's a bro, guy, he's, whatever. A great, he's a great guard. They're, they're a good one-two punch over there in Oklahoma City. But then you have Dallas and you have Memphis, who's 26 and 25 at the number eight seed. But nonetheless, out of these four teams, you can see that Mavericks really pushing through. They could finish top four. They could because in the top three right now, you have the Lakers, Clippers, then Denver. And which
0: I, I don't see the Lakers or the Clippers falling off of that. Denver. As long as the Joker keeps playing the way he's playing, I mean, he's been really good. Even though that's another guy that, if you look at him just like Luka, he doesn't look like a guy that can basketball very well. But damn it, that that dude is just very good on the court. I don't and, know what it is about him. Yeah, and you know, the Nuggets, they were part of that.
1: I mean, it was a massive 12-player, 14 deal that sent Wiggins to the Warriors and D'Angelo Russell to the Timberwolves. But the Nuggets, um, they requested waivers on a newly acquired Gerald Green, and so they're probably going to let him go. I mean, they probably, they really will, but that just goes to show you that the Nuggets are really around and they're moving around. They're trying to get pieces there, but the Nuggets are really good defensively. They're, they have Jamal Murray. They have Jokic, like you said, but Denver is really one of those teams you don't want to play in the playoffs, especially in the first round, but I guess if you don't have to play the Lakers or the Clippers, you can really kind of fight your way
0: through. You should be able to win about a series. Maybe you can squeeze out a second one. But honestly, in the first one, what the Dallas Mavericks would want, ideally, is for somehow for them to finish four, the Thunder to finish five. and then you I get would a, face the Thunder. Yeah, I that, would love to face that, the that's Thunder. That's the Mavericks' ideal matchup right there. Then maybe after that, I mean, again, the Jazz, maybe that's a team that you want to go up against for some reason. Because Utah has a very good team. But overall, the Dodge Mavericks, it, honestly, you don't really have a ton of, of matchups that you really want. If Russell Westbrook and James Harden have to come here. Can we move to the east? Uh, see, that's where I, I wish we could just make <laughs> that move real fast. Let's, let's just jump ship. I'm tired of this west. Everybody out here is a little bit too tough. But it's not like the Mavericks would have better odds against facing like the Celtics or facing Giannis. Those guys out there, I mean, they, they can all basketball pretty well. Plus, next year, KD is going to be healthy, so. Do you really want to have to face KD out there? Even then, the East has has a very solid team, but overall, this Mavericks team, such great potential. I'm waiting to see Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway is actually, like you said earlier, he's a very, very good player. It was a dump for the the Knicks, but now you know what? He's actually been pretty good for the Mavericks, nice, steady player. He needs to go out there and show why he's actually the third superstar that everyone in Dallas wants. If Tim Hardaway can go out there and become what he's supposed to be, Alongside KP and Luca. This guy's Mavericks team can I can honestly see him reaching all the way up to the conference game. Because overall the, the NBA is it's a crazy game. And Rick Carlisle is a top two or three coach in the league. So that's one guy that I will never count out whatsoever. Even though everyone's minutes have have they they diminish time after time. You always see these guys. Some of these guys play twenty minutes one day, the next game they play like three, and you're like, What 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 the hell just happened here? Seth Curry one day will shoot the lights out. And then Rick Carlisle benches him for another game. It is complete off the wall with Rick Carlisle. But the fact that this man knows what he's doing, I will put all my trust in him. Hopefully this Mavericks team can make something happen. But as of today, again, this Mavericks team is is a lot of work. I I, I don't see a championship this, this year for them. It'll be fun, it'll be freaking awesome if they do somehow. But I think if you win one series in the in this playoffs, That'll be a win for the season. If you win two, that's, you exceeded expectations, and anything after that is just a miracle.
1: You're right, you're right. So I, I got to ask you something, okay? So after what the Mavericks have done, you know, this past, these past year and a half, two years, you know, since getting Luka, and then compared to, let's say, the Dallas Cowboys and what they've done and what they're, I guess, unsure about what they want to do, how would you compare these two front offices? Who would you say is in more control of their future going forward is it the mavs or is it the cowboys
0: the mavericks less players that you have to worry about true and the dallas cowboys for some reason always play stupid games like the one they're playing with Dak prescott the fact that they haven't paid the man it says one of two things one you're a bunch of idiots because you're gonna go into a season with no quarterback or two i'm gonna wait till everybody else gets paid and then pay him a lot more than i have to so it makes no sense what dallas is doing over there but the mavericks One thing that these two front offices have in common to me, for some reason, they can never get the big-name free agent. No big free agent in the NBA, for some reason, says, you know what? I'm going to go to Dallas. I'm going to go out there with the Mavericks and play alongside Luka, get with KP. Maybe we make ourselves a championship team. Just like no one in the NFL ever says, let me go play for the Dallas Cowboys. Unless you're an average player, then you're like, heck, yeah, I get a bunch of exposure. But none of these big free agents will ever chase Dallas because Dallas doesn't fork out that kind of money to free agents anymore. And at the end of the day, in the NFL, contracts aren't fully guaranteed like they're on the NBA. So I don't see any of these guys coming over here. Both, both front offices, they're, to me, easily, I would say, bottom of the league. And that doesn't mean at the very bottom of the league, but bottom half of the league. They're not the greatest by any means. So the Dallas Mavericks make me sad because every time there's a big free agent, I always read. Them in the Texas Rangers, you always read, this person is headlining. They're the top leader for the X player and then a week or two later, X player signed come somewhere completely else, only to find out that neither Texas team was in the actual running. It makes me mad. Free agency is bad around here. Agree, Agreed. But
1: maybe after this season with Luca and KP, after the way they finished, maybe it'll change. Maybe it will. And I like the I like the direction the Mavericks are going. They know what they want to do. the The non move to the moves to not make a move at the deadline just kind of shows you that the Mavericks are comfortable with their team going to the rest of the season. They didn't want to break everything everything up. They have the chemistry. This team really does well moving the ball around. I mean, tonight against the Wizards, you're really seeing that. You're really seeing that without you know a lot of Kristaps. You know, he had four fouls going to the third quarter. Porzingis did, and. And you're seeing the bench players, that everybody else, the role players, moving the ball more, moving around the perimeter, getting open shots, and that's what you like to see, and that's what the Mavericks are comfortable comfortable with. They're fourth in the league in rebounds. I don't know if you knew that, but they're fourth. Now in, I know. Now you know. They're fourth in the league in rebounds. They're able to get those second chance points. I think there was there was a series there was, there was a series of uh missed shots against Memphis and rebound after rebound. There was like three rebounds in a row, and they finally got a, a shot to – a shot to fall, but simply because they were able to keep getting after it's the effort level of this team. But the the Cowboys, it seems though, is more about the brand rather than building a championship team.
0: Oh man, Jalen Smith is a perfect example. Of
1: that. Jalen Smith is a perfect example. I love the Hall of Fame the future Hall of Famer, but right now the Cowboys players and Jerry Jones, everybody's more worried about building the brand more than building a championship team. And Mark Cuban, I love Mark Cuban, probably one of the best owner in all of sports in the in the entire country. Mark Cuban knows what the championship feels like, and he, and he tastes it. Almost 10 years ago, we won in 2011. But now he wants it again. He has Rick Carlisle, one of the top five coaches in the league. He has Luka, the superstar of Dallas, the face of the Mavericks. Yeah, I think he's a top 10 player right now. He, he's a top 10 player right now when healthy. When healthy. When healthy, when yes. When healthy. But, I mean, you look at Jerry Jones and the way they're handling the team. They're saying, well, we're not going to give in. We're not trying to upset the market. Look, if you have a franchise player, you have to pay the man. If it was Luka in the situation, Mark Cuban would have opened the checkbook and paid the man already. Easy. Simple as that. Simple as that. And he did it with KP last year. KP, he took a risk. He took a risk signing Chris Stapps. and I mean, really, right now it's about to it's about to pay off because the Mavericks are about to be in the playoffs. You're about to see what that money is going to get you.
0: Those are, those are all facts because once KP gets rock and roll like we said earlier, just KP is a different kind of a player. The fact that his nickname is the Unicorn speaks very highly of him. The man can shoot like almost no seven footer out there. This man can do what he has to do to win ball games. The only thing is, like I said, I, I would just like him to be, uh, play that kind of game with Luca in there. Now, many people say, "Well, with Luca in there, KP doesn't have the ball as much." You're 100% correct. But whenever you do get the ball in your hands, don't miss as much. Be a lot better. Be a lot more accurate. Do what you did in those games without Luca. Now with Luca in there, that should give you an extra step in there. You shouldn't go back to, "Oh well, you know what? Luca's gonna score 30, 35. I'm okay with only scoring 10, 12." No man. You scored 38 while, or 30 while he was not here with Luca in there. You don't have to score 35, but get back in there to 25. Get 28. Get those 12, 15 rebounds that we need out there. If not, like I said, take a break. Let Willie Stein get some playing time because by the time the playoffs come, I guarantee you that Willie Stein will have a big piece in, in uh, KP remaining healthy this season. And it will be a very great help to have an actual big guy in there that wants contact. Because Max Kleber, I like him. The guy makes athletic plays. He had a couple blocks over there against the Wizards on that game they just played. So Max Kleber can do it. But I want a crazy SOB like Willie Cauley-Stein there. He was a sixth pick in 2015 for a reason. This man, I mean, he's scary looking. Again, you step into, the, into that paint against him, he wants all of that smoke. He wants every bit of you to try to climb in there and earn that. So if he can get rocking and rolling, that'll be a big help. Tim Hardaway needs to step up. And, again, Jalen Brunson. While while Luka's not here, this man just keeps making play after play after play. That, again, just leads me to believe next year's trade deadline, Jalen Brunson. I'm sorry, my guy, but we'll probably be seeing you walking out that door. A new piece will be rolling in here. And it, it hurts my soul, but I, I just think that's the way it's going to be. But as for this Dallas Mavericks team's future, because going into the all-star break, like you said, you rather Luka not play. Because he, he did get elected into LeBron James' team. He got it also voted into the all-world team, which is actually a very, very big deal. Great job, by the way. And uh, LeBron James, hopefully he doesn't trade Luka Doncic for Trey Wayne's like those dummies out in Atlanta. Those dummies. Thank you, by the way. But you know what? If Luka wants to – I know it's, to him it has to be a big deal. Under 21 years old, getting the big game with all these big guys. And it, it's going to be a phenomenal – Event for him, but rest him, get him back when you need him because this big push that's about to come for the playoffs is right around the corner and it'll be here before you know it. Once March gets here, April comes through without you knowing, and then May, boom, playoffs. It's time to rock and roll. And so the Mavericks have a somewhat easier schedule coming up. So right
1: next you got the Hornets and you got the Jazz. Jazz are number the number five seed. So remember that. Oh, so the Jazz are the only playoff team within the next one, two, three, four, five games that they're going to play because then they play against the Kings, the Magic, then the Hawks, then the Timberwolves, then the Spurs to play against my Spurs. Then on the 28th, they play against the Heat, who are 34-16 right now. The Heat and the, I just said it, the Jazz. The Heat and the Jazz are really the only two strong teams that rest in February. You want to see the Mavericks go on a run. You want to see the Mavericks put together winning streak to really gain ground in this playoff race. Because like we said earlier, only a couple of games behind Houston for that four seed. You get into that four seed, you're in good you're in good position to really make some noise at the end of the season. So
0: really that's what we're looking at. Yeah, you know what? Overall, this Mavericks team. The thing I like about basketball so much, it's a long season, man. There's there's plenty of things to talk about around here, but right now, this Mavericks team is going through. It's up and down. It's looking like a, an insane roller coaster. Very Dallas Cowboys like where one week, you think to yourself, man, this team could honestly be a top three seed. And there's times where they play, and you're like, you know what? Maybe they should all quit and go play golf. It's just bad. But Heading into the rest of this playoff stretch, like we said earlier, it's it's a rough one. It's going to, even though they have some nice games coming up, it'll be very hard because they all have to stay healthy. They have to get better at playing together. Again, they have to get these role players to have some better looking games out there. Seth Curry is a guy that likes to fly around and just make things happen. He takes those three-point shots, even though some of them may be ill-advised. But he can actually play. Like you said, we have the better of the Currys at the moment because, again, no one wants Chef Curry this year. So for the Mavericks, we're just going to have to wait and see for the next couple of weeks. We'll see what ends up changing. There's no picks. Hopefully by the time next time we have our own show. But we'll be talking about how Willie Cauley signed. Hopefully it has a bigger impact. That'll be the one thing that I focus on the most here in the next few weeks. What will they do to get him more involved after the All-Star break? You know, Because he signed a two-year for $4.6 million deal to go with the Warriors. Because he thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to go win an easy championship. KD style, after having two pretty good years with Sacramento, but now he ended up with the Mavericks, I'm sure he didn't see him going that way, so honestly, it's like a one-year rental, I, I don't think he re-signs again for that uh, player option, because it's only for 2.3, especially if he has a pretty good season, I just think he's going to opt out, because again, the Dallas Maverick just, they don't tend to land big fish, and Willie Collins sign is not a big fish by any means, but I, I just don't feel like Dodge is gonna be able to A be like, hey, you know what? Stay around. Be the sixth man here instead of going to be the starter for some other team out there. The Dallas Mavericks just they don't tend to do that kind of stuff around here. You're right, but
1: we're seeing actually we're seeing the fight in them. We're seeing the fight in them and they'll they'll play through the end of the season. We got Rick Carlisle, he's a good coach. So all in all, we'll make the playoffs and then we'll guess I guess like you said, we'll wait and see what they do in the playoffs. But I guess that pretty much wraps wraps it up. Yeah. That's our show. We're the Dallas Power Hour. I'm JC. This is my boy, RDA.
0: That's right. We're always presented by Dallas Sports Nations of Wegren Enterprising.
1: Enhancing your fan sports experience.
0: All right, guys. So, uh yeah, you know what? Uh So, the Marry. Mavericks, so hopefully they make the playoffs. Maybe some good noise out there. Be nice.